Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Tuesday. I know what day it is today. I, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. I know. It's, uh... <laughs> it's a step in the right direction. We're off to a good start. Um, a lot of things to talk about today, Bill. Um, Too many things to talk about. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Uh, you think one day the show ends, you say, well, I, I don't see any other news we have to talk about. And by the end of the day, we've got a ton of stuff. Um, they're still talking about that decision. You know, uh, that $355 million uh, Trump judgment that uh, Engron handed down in New York. And well, is it a divisive decision to where it separates even more widely the left from the right? Now, the lefties are going, yeah, strip him down to his underwear, take all his money. Yeah, he's, he's Trump. He's a Republican. <laughs> Let's teach him a lesson. Well, you know, it's funny. We were talking about this before the show started. I think he made $4 billion dollars. Uh, in the past few days, just because of his ownership of uh, Truth Social, because they just yeah, merged. The merger, yeah. yeah, that merger. Yeah, yeah, the stocks went crazy. They went up and down, but they exponentially went up. And since he owns, and you know shares. what, in New York, Bill, you, that three hundred fifty-five million dollars, he has to, in order for him to appeal it, he has to put three hundred fifty-five million dollars in escrow. He has mm -hmm. to put it aside in the state of New York, or he has to get an insurance policy uh, for that amount. So it guarantees... It's already been done, I understand. Alina Haba said, yep, done. Really? Boy, she's, they're amazing. And he's, you know, he didn't miss a beat. He went out uh, the next day and did a rally in, uh, in Philadelphia, another mm. one in Michigan, and the place went uh, crazy. He was uh, probably uh, at his best. Well, here's what Engeron tried to do. Engeron, with that $350 million judgment, which was way high, was considered a poison pill because they said, well, for him to come up with that liquid cash or to get even close to it, he's going to have to sell off assets. Why do they want him to sell off assets? Do they want him to sell them off so they can go and grab that cash? What's the deal? There, there's, besides trying to they bankrupt him. They want to wound the, uh, the, the lion. They want to cripple him. They figure if they if they can he he is Donald Trump in their minds. He he is his wealth. His wealth is Donald Trump. If you take that away from him, you cripple the lion. You uh, you make it so he can't concentrate on the elections anymore. You make it so that people look at him differently because he's he's lost uh, his that had that big judgment against him. They want him to be crippled. A lot of people. Uh, they they realize it's probably going to be reversed. If this isn't isn't reversed, then we have no more justice system at all. Period. I, I well, got to play for you a couple of cuts. This is Jonathan. Sure, go ahead. This is uh, uh, Jonathan Turley, I believe his name. He's a law professor. Uh, he's an expert. He's a contributor on Fox, and he was talking about the judgment. Listen. Let's bring in Jonathan Turley, constitutional law uh, professor and a Fox News contributor. Professor, let's go back to the Donald Trump case, uh, the real estate fraud case before Judge Engeron. You said last week that the verdict and the uh, judgment in that case is going to make doing business in New York about as attractive as buying country estates during the French Revolution. Uh, Kathy Hochul apparently had some inkling of what you said because she came out to try to assuage the fears of people who do business in New York by saying this. Listen here. I think that this is really uh, an extraordinarily unusual circumstance that the law-abiding and rule-following New Yorkers who are business people have nothing to worry about because uh, they're very different than Donald Trump and his behavior. But the fact that she came out to soothe fears like that uh, indicates that you probably either hit a nerve or you articulated the reality of what people are thinking in New York. Well, you know, it's a curious defense because what the governor is saying is you don't have to worry if you're not Donald Trump in New York. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. That's why this judgment has to be uh, reversed. But for businesses, if the only thing between them and this type of corporate public execution is the level of discretion of Letitia James, then they're going to move to Florida pretty quickly. I mean, the you know the suggestion is don't worry, uh, we've got your back. This is 
is really something all about Trump. Well, tomorrow it might be all about them. People in business look for those liabilities they can control. They're margin actors. You know, they, they look to see where is, am I going to be able to flourish? And in the past, New York has drawn businesses because of its legal system. There's always been a lot of crime. There's always been all of these inconveniences with New York. But it was also the center, not just of business, but of business law. What James did is erased all of that. She, she campaigned on bagging Donald Trump. She used a law that has never been used in this way against him. And she got a judge who just imposed uh, damages that are greater than the GNP of some countries. Uh, Trump, Trump said this about that judgment in the campaign trail over the weekend. Listen here. The case is a complete and total sham. It's a sham case. There were no victims, no defaults, no damages, no complaints, no nothing. There was nothing. You know, uh, there was nothing here and and i don't know if it was you or somebody else who said that letitia james charged the person she didn't charge the crime yeah, part of the, the disconnect here is that you have what will be over $455 million uh, if you include interest. And then on the other side of the ledger, you have zero. There's not a single dollar lost by these victims. In fact, the people that James calls the victims actually wanted to do more business with Donald Trump. They said they made a lot of money and they viewed him as a whale client. They wanted more loans with him. And what's really insidious about this is that there's another provision in New York law that requires Trump to pony up the full amount uh, or to get a bond for that amount just to appeal this decision. So it's yeah. a sort of a perverse incentive for figures like this judge. If you he made this so large that it could force Trump to liquidate assets in New York just to be able to get other judges to look at this. So it's a grossly unfair situation, and I expect a lot of businesses are very uneasy after watching this unfold. Jonathan Turley, it's interesting, Bill. You said that uh, uh, Elena Haba said, uh, "Don't worry about it. He's already taking care of that." Yeah, I understand they got the bond, but uh, I also understand a couple of other things, too. Another uh, one that you mentioned earlier uh, with the uh, the stock, with the uh, Truth Social merger, because I saw the uh, the figure that they're saying, yeah, it was probably worth $4 billion or maybe a little more for him. Wow. Just that deal going down. You've seen the golden sneakers in the sneaker yeah. con, yeah. which that is behind him. And, yeah, you can buy a pair of $350 Trump sneakers. Now, that's a kind of a you're going, oh, who cares about sneakers? Well, there is a, I don't know, a, a teenage up to maybe 40-something cult. Oh, I, let me tell you sneakers. something. I have, I have a grandson who it's a mm. hobby of his to buy, like, Jordan sneakers and he maintains them, and he says, hey, there's me... a market. I can sell them again, make more money on them. Oh, yeah, you can sell them for more than you bought them for. And these are gold-embroidered uh, Trump yeah. sneakers with the T on it. And I'm sitting there going, kind of cool, you know, a little gaudy uh, for my taste. But, you know, if I were a collector, I would get them because no matter what happens, they're going to be worth money down the road. But these conventions are, oh, why do you do that? Well, these are conventions where those people that like that stuff can go and they can buy and they can sell and they can sell anything related to, and there's big money in those conventions, and th there's several hundred million dollars more in Trump's pocket that uh, is waiting at the door. So what, what he did, he sat there and they said, oh, you don't want me to do business in New York. <laughs> okay, I'm not a real estate mogul anymore. I'm a marketer. That's what he has always been. That's true. I'm a marketer, and let me show you three hundred and fifty million dollars. Bill, you know, you know who Kevin? O you know who Kevin O'Leary is, right? Yeah, one of the shark guys, but he's from Canada, and he's he's. Uh, well, he's actually. I think he's uh, actually from. Uh, I could be. I could be wrong, Bill. I think he's from New England originally, but I think he could is. Be, yeah, is based well, a lot of New Englanders are Canadians. Uh, well, they and, go uh, back and forth. Are, it's close. Yeah. Uh, but this guy O'Leary is. Uh, he is a smart guy. He's not like some doofus who's just on TV uh, doing the Shark Tank. He uh, has bought and sold a lot of important stuff, made a lot of money, and uh, mm -hmm. he was talking about 
uh, you know, Governor Hochul in New York and, and uh, Engeron, the decision, Letitia James, right. he didn't have a lot of good things to say about New York State. Listen. This award, um, I mean, just leaving the whole Trump thing out of it and, and seeing what occurred here, and, and I'm, I'm no different than any other investor. I'm shocked at this. I, I can't even understand or fathom uh, the, the decision at all. It, it, there's no rationale for it. And so let me give you a real-time uh, experience I'm having regarding this, and I'm not the only one. It doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state, like California is a loser state. There are many loser states because of policy, high taxes, uncompetitive regulation. It was already on the top of the list of being a loser state. I would never invest in New York now, and I'm not the only person saying that. And here's a real-time situation. In development in real estate right now, the hottest asset class is very high-end data centers. They cost anywhere from two and a half to three and a half billion each. They're very expensive. They require low power. You need permits. But most of the major institutions in the world need more data centers, and that's why developers like me are doing this. Now, you need power. So New York has Niagara Falls. Normally, you'd consider that to put in one of these facilities, create 400 jobs, five more jobs for each of one of those for auxiliary services. I can't go to New York. So I'm going to Oklahoma, North Dakota, West Virginia. Governor Stitt, Kevin Stitt, my staff have met with him. Governor Bergen, the same thing. Governor Justice. Those are winner states. They don't do things like this. I have to syndicate that debt and all that equity. We're talking billions of dollars here. Do you think any foreign institution or any private equity firm or any pension fund would touch New York? No. And that's why New Yorkers should be concerned. The fine people of New York should ask themselves, why are we such a loser state? How are we going to attract business? It's not just the existing businesses that are fleeing out to Texas and Florida. What about new money like this that I'm talking about, like a $4 billion data center? Not a chance I would put that in New York. Zero probability. Never. And so they've got a lot of work to do to find themselves getting out of this situation. This has all occurred post-pandemic. Winter states versus loser states. Look at Tennessee right now, fastest growing city in America, Nashville, winner state, good policy, competitive taxes. You've got to start thinking about this in the context of winners and losers. New York, mega loser state. So, Kevin, what did you think of Governor Hochul saying this is like a unique one and done because Donald Trump went too far and was so nefarious. Uh, you guys, if you're just doing what you should be doing, you have nothing to worry about. But they're very worried about it. Yeah, we're very worried. Every investor's worried because where is the victim? Who lost money? This is some arbitrary decision a judge made. This policy and what this says, what does this say about the bar, the legal bar in New York? Aren't they going to question this judge? What is this? $355 million and there's dollars as a, as a penalty and there's plus interest at 9% and there's no victim? I mean, I'm sorry, her, her words fall on deaf ears to everybody. There's nothing she can say to justify this decision. And this has nothing to do with Trump. Nothing to do with Trump. Forget about Trump. This is not a Trump situation. This is a New York problem now. The whole world is looking at this saying, what are you doing to yourselves? You heard the expression, uh, cut off your nose to spite your face. That's what New York has done to themselves. They've fixed Donald Trump all right. By, by putting a, a ridiculous and unlawful decision like this out, they have essentially blown up their entire economy. Which well, is, I don't think they care about the economy. Look at Newsom out in California. Do you think Hochul cares? Because they have a bigger, broader agenda, and it doesn't include the well-being of uh, well, the constituents, yeah, you and me. Yes and no. I think, you're, I think you're right when you say that in that the politicians – don't care about the economy. The uh, po the politicals don't care about the economy. But I think the business people in New York, I think they're going to care. Okay, but they don't care about the business people. They haven't. I mean, what happened to small businesses in this country since Biden took over? Small businesses have collapsed all over the place. That's what's happened. All right, so they've collapsed. So... And big business, you know, it depends on who you are and where you are, whether they like you or not. 
so you're you're seeing a realignment of the political landscape you know probably the economical landscape let's look at pharmacies. they are redefining this let's look at pharmacies pharmacies all right. uh all, where i live in the greater pittsburgh area uh they used to be uh, a cvs walgreens rite aid uh like on every corner i mean they were they were it was ridiculous it was almost a joke you know they were so close all of a sudden in the last couple of years because of the economy they've closed like I think Walgreens closed 900 stores here, and Rite Aid closed uh, several thousand stores. I mean, all of a sudden, they're not everywhere. You know, I I was looking at an advertisement on TV for Burger King. Burger King used to be always be like— Oh, they've shut down a lot of stores. Bill, they used to be right across the street from every every McDonald's would have a Burger King competitor. Well, I was thinking, where's the closest Burger King to uh, me now? I could think of three before. But that's not the case anymore. Like you said, they're maybe the, the closest one to me is 35 or 40 minutes away. Yeah, Be- you got to go. Well, yeah. you know, you can, you can DoorDash it or Grubhub or, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. Maybe. I don't mean not that. The I don't same see thing that either. Is it? It's not the same thing. I mean, you know, my son does that a lot. You know, well, you know, I'm going to call Uber Eats, you know, and yeah. sure they deliver it, but, you know, you know, what would cost me normally if it was right down on the corner, I would go down there and, you know, 10, 15 bucks, I fed the family, you know, yeah, it's fast food, but I did. Now, you, know, you might feed yourself with, uh, you know, a, a soft drink. I don't drink soft drinks, but a soft drink, uh, fries, and, uh, you know, you, a hamburger. You know, and that's 20 I, bucks and tip. There's also the part of me now that I don't trust a lot of people anymore. I don't trust the people I used to trust. And I think it's because of the pandemic. I mean, I'm not saying this about everybody, but I used to have like a universal trust. If a guy delivered something, I just, uh, that's no problem. But now when somebody's handling my food, I'm a little more cautious about it. You know, I used to trust, for example, Bill, the pharmaceutical companies. I used to get my flu shot every year. I, I just didn't even think about the fact that they might, to have an, an an agenda with a vaccine. Never thought about that until the pandemic. And oh, then, yeah. you know, they have an article. Check out uh, Gateway. Uh, they have a story about an embalmer. Did you see that? An embalmer who said, I haven't, I didn't start seeing these things until, uh, until the pandemic. When he was embalming people, I don't mean to turn you off. It's, it's not a nice... He shows pictures, so uh, my explanation is a little softer. But he shows these little glass uh, containers of formaldehyde, and in the formaldehyde is white uh, strips of something. He calls them white clots. He saved them as evidence of, he said, I didn't start seeing this until uh, the pandemic, till the vaccine. I saw this story. I didn't know what it was. I didn't read it, but uh, yeah. They, he started finding... When he was doing embalming, and, you know, when they embalm, they drain your blood. When he drained the blood, he would find these long, stringy, white things in the blood. He said, and I didn't start finding these things until the vaccines, until the pandemic. Fibrous clots, yeah. Fibrous clots is what he called them, yeah. And I thought, my God, you know, I don't know about you. I I, I got uh, two of those things. I know, thank God you didn't get it, Bill. I, no, I know I, I know, didn't get it, but we th- talked about it during the pandemic because we were doing the show, and I and I was kind of pushing him. Well, maybe you should think about getting it. And Bill would say, "Well, I'll think about it," but he never did it. And I applaud no. I applaud him for not getting it because no, I, my son and I had a long talk about it, and we both uh, the worries outweighed the uh, the you know, I, any positive well, aspect that we thought that there was. So we sat there and said, "No, you know what? We're we're not going to do it." You know, unless they come and grab us and drag us. Now, I've had medical procedures since yeah. then. Um, they kind of uh, they kind wrong. of push you into it there, don't they? Oh, well, they they go. Have you had your shot? Uh, what shot? The flu shot? Oh, I had my flu shot. No, no, no. The COVID shot. No, and I don't want it. You sure you don't want it? We can give it to you I now. I do not want. Yeah, we can give it yeah, to you and now. I, and I said no. Now, when I was under, if they gave it to me, I don't know that. And if I found out or there was a way to test and I found out I had it, there would be one hell of a lawsuit. Yeah. yeah. I would look for the signed document and sit there and say, you know, 
You you ask me the question, and I well, you said know what no. They, you know what they probably would say? They probably would say that you signed over your rights. You know, when you you have to sign all these different uh, paper, papers you, when you, you go into surgery. In case something yeah. happens, yeah. And, and well, you, they you're could hide them, that there. You're giving them permission to do certain things. Maybe they consider that a part of the permissions. I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh, I think a good attorney could you know rattle. You know, you sign things every day. That has all the the, the X law yeah. clause, a little fine print that would take a, a group of attorneys a month to go through and find and read, you know, because it's a couple of pages of real fine print. Well, yeah. let's magnify that and blow it up and look it up and see what that really means. There's no way that they can say, well, what this basically means is in case there's an accident, you know, a one in hundred thousand chance, uh, you know, oh, okay, you sign. You didn't read it. Yeah. They didn't explain it to you, right? And I would think that that is cause, but again, I don't have any reason to believe they did give it to me, but I'm not saying that they couldn't you know, have, but I've said They no. want you to believe that it's purely by coincidence that a lot of uh, young people have gotten myocarditis since the pandemic, and that a lot of people have just dropped dead, especially young people. Uh, they've been out playing soccer or something like that and grabbed their chest and mm-hmm. gone, and they've been like 25 years old, 30 years old. If for some reason, whatever is causing this to happen, has to, it seems to affect the younger people, that, quote, healthier people than the older people. You know, I mean, at least that's my observation. Um, but anyway, you know, I was going to mention this, Bill. We, we talk about our southern border, and I do think it's just uh, it's a sin. I'm going to play a cut from Tucker in a, in a second. But did you know that uh, they're having it? They're having uh, riots and stuff like that in Europe too. Uh, oh, it's all over in the Netherlands. You know they're mm-hmm. having they're having some big uh, problems. Uh, Dutch cultural enrichment. Uh, they have migrant gangs causing major riots. They're burning police cars. Uh, the guy who's running for prime minister, Gerd Wilders, uh, says he's going to put things in order if he gets it. He's like he's selling himself as the Trump of uh, the Netherlands. But I just wanted you to know that. We're not alone. You know, they still have riots in France, too. Uh, they have big riots in France. You don't hear about them because the, the media doesn't want you to think that uh, it's happening everywhere. They want you to think that it's just happening here and we're the only dysfunctional country. But we're not. It's happening around the world. Um, this is interesting. Uh, Tony Blinken, you know, Tony Blinken. He was with uh, Albanian Prime Minister Eddie Rama. At a press conference last Thursday, you didn't hear about this in the media, but this is the Prime Minister, Eddie Rama of Albania, in front of Blinken, praising the president, but not the president that Blinken works for, President Trump. Listen. If you want me to have a, to, to have a take on the American Congress and Senate, I think I should not go there because... Let's say that the American politics nowadays is not at its best. But uh, one thing I can say, I had the privilege to be Prime Minister of Albania in NATO when the former president was, uh, was there. And uh, despite the rhetoric, despite uh, the colorful way to confront uh, adversaries, I don't see that NATO was weakened. On the contrary, what was uh, decided before continued to be the case. Every country continued to, to uh, put more money and to put more effort in increasing the NATO budget. So uh, now elections are elections. Trump is Trump. Uh, American politics, American politics, but I think United States is something more than that. He's uh, he, he essentially saying, uh, you know, with NATO, uh, they complain about Trump, but actually, uh, his uh, putting aside his flowery style and stuff like that, he thinks that Trump strengthened NATO because he forced them to contribute more to the system and be more involved in the process. He made NATO a better organization. And he says this. If I told you that uh, Tony Blinken was literally, like, 
arm, an arm's length away from from him when he's saying this. What he was saying was, no, uh, President Trump was a great president, you know. And, and and folks, they don't want you to hear this in the United States. You're not going to hear that probably on NBC, CBS, ABC. You're not going to hear that because they only want to they want to promote one thing. As a matter of fact, even Fox, even Fox is um, is promoting uh, Nikki Haley. You're saying what? No, they're not doing it like overtly. But for example, Nikki Haley was doing rallies yesterday, so they had in the lower right hand corner of the screen uh, a, a live shot of Nikki uh, doing her rally. I don't know how many people were there, maybe ten, but uh, she's there, and it, it says Haley Nikki Haley holds rally in South Carolina, like it like it was an important deal. Nikki Haley, I think, is losing by 37 points or something like that. Some ridiculous amount. But yet Fox, they're not they're trying to be subtle about it. They're trying to walk the line, but they really don't want Trump back in again. And and that shouldn't come as a surprise based upon what they did in 2020. But uh, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. The Albanian prime minister, Eddie Rama, is a Trump fan, you know, which... Uh, which shouldn't come as a surprise. I think a lot There's of people There's a lot are. of Trump fans, but the, uh, the media is not going to tell you about them. The Democrats don't want you to know about them. You know, I uh, saw something interesting, and I, I guess, you know, the setup's coming. I've said before, Biden is probably not going to make it to the end, you mm-hmm. know, that they're going to replace him. And like it or not, Kamala is going to be it. But maybe it's not Kamala because I see it floating now in uh, the Democratic media that's out there. And it's like... It's almost like, you know, the California mafia. You know, you look at uh, Pelosi and, and Feinstein and everybody out there. And, yeah, there's Newsom, but he's not running for president. But then, you know, the, the thing I keep hearing, well, you know, all Biden's got to do is just go ahead and capture all the delegates. And then, you know, he can step aside and they can replace their nominee once they have their delegates stitched up. And Newsom would be the guy. So I not still, Kamala, I, well, I, I, I still hear Michelle Obama. I, well, I, that I, could be I, too. I, but you know what I also hear? I hear you know that folder they're looking for and they can't find the one that they raided Mar-a-Lago with. Right. I I hear that. Four, yeah. Yeah, I hear that. There's talk that it has all of the dirt, like on Obama. That's why they wanted so desperately. You it, know, it's interesting. Uh, there was a poll. Now mm-hmm. I don't know who did the poll. They they talk about it. The uh, number one president of all time and throughout history is, I think, Obama. Well, I, it was it was done by a very partisan uh, group of people because and, uh, they and, didn't and do the it at a Trump too. rally, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, and Biden was up there at the top, too. Now, of course, down at the bottom mm-hmm. uh, was Ronald Reagan, second Off. from the bottom, and then the bottom was Trump. So I think they got the poll upside down. But you know, you know, Bill. The thing is, does it surprise you that they lie? It doesn't surprise me. Oh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me at Joe, all. That should make you scratch your head. Well, Joe you Biden know. has no problem turning to the camera and lying about the border. The border, you know, the border is secure. Don't worry about it. That's that's uh, you know, that's what he says. Listen to what he here's what Biden said recently about the border. You know, every day between now and November, the American people are going to know. But the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his <laughs> MAGA Republican friends. <laughs> Think about no. that. The audacity, the gonads, the cojones to get up in front of uh, the media and say every day that the people uh, think about the border, they're going to realize it was Donald Trump's fault. And yet every border patrol guy will say that it was never more secure in the history of the border than when Donald Trump was running the border, when he was yeah. president. Well, you know, Donald Trump, when he was in, he wanted to raise the, the cost of green card, the, the price of admission to become uh, legally a in citizen? the United States. Yeah. yeah, a citizen. Yeah, he wanted to raise that, and the, the Democrats poo-pooed it. it. It didn't happen. Now, what's interesting is Joe Biden is now proposing to raise the cost of entry uh, as of April 1st, so the cost is going to go up 20% for immigrants that are illegal here. It'll go up 26%. Uh, 
and there will it'll cost them one thousand four hundred forty dollars, and then they're a legal citizen that can work and do anything. Now, oh, gag me. is he going to sit there and say solve the border crisis? They're all legal citizens, and they all came well, up with the fourteen hundred forty dollars. Now I say that because we already know they're getting cards for five thousand dollars. You know what they're doing in oh what's that state? New York. Uh, New York, $10,000 debit cards. Yeah, True. I know. You know, as one of my stations always likes to say, which I think is stupid for a radio, you know, honoring the Internet, but, you know, you don't believe us, Google it. Well, Google it. Yeah. Guess what? The yeah. idiots there, they're, they're chasing out business people. Real estate, by the way, is plummeting there. If you're a realtor, you're going, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm going to be flipping burgers. Wait, they closed down the Burger King. You know, what am I going to do for a living? And now they're giving illegals $10,000 debit cards. Well, it doesn't surprise me. It's it's uh, how the Democrats uh, work, you know. They, so it's April and April Now, the latest, the latest thing is, the, you know, Eagle Pass is now yeah. relatively secure thanks to the Texas National Guard. They have the barbed wire. They have the uh, box containers that have they made a wall with them. And so it's mm -hmm. hard for them to get through. So they've moved back to California. The uh, I guess going into Southern California, there's some steep hills that go down into, into the border. And uh, you can see these migrants they don't call them illegals they like to call them migrants, migrants it's softer yes. it's gentler you can see them coming down the hill like uh, a never-ending stream of people into southern california and we'll keep them there well that's that's what's happening uh and you know they're finding a lot a lot of chinese i i, I just find that amazing yeah they're getting syrians they're getting iranians the, the, you know, they just let them How in, folks. How are all these people getting over there to get into here? They're, somebody's paying their freight. Somebody's giving them a ride. They're not swimming, folks. They're not coming across uh, in canoes. They're hopping on airplanes. And what does it cost, Bill, to fly from China to uh, Central America, you think? It's got to well, cost a, a decent I, chunk of change, don't you think? Well, it used to. I know a round trip. Ticket out of Florida used to be to China to go there and do business was right around eleven thousand dollars, and that was in two thousand. So let's say it's um, half of that. Let's say they yeah. give them a discount migrant deal. So we're talking like fifty five hundred bucks. Fifty five hundred bucks. These guys don't have fifty five hundred bucks. They walk into the United Somebody States. Somebody does. Somebody's paying a lot of money to get them here. And by the way, they're not coming with their families. They're military-age men, and they have a, a, a pre-programmed answer for everything. Where are you from? China. Okay. And why are you here? To uh, make a better life. The, it's almost like a programmed answer. Well, of course, make a better life. Well, then we got to let them in. Now, the other thing, I'm, I thought that when you came in as a migrant, you were escaping tyranny, right? Isn't that what you're supposed You're escaping uh, a, a desperate country, uh, some bad country that's making life miserable for you. But, you know, China is supposed to be making things better for the people of China. There are billions who are doing just fine. So how are they escaping something? I'm just wondering. Well, I the, the Chinese story is, is kind of weird because you, we believe one thing, but the fact is businesses there and investors, they're losing money. I got a money. question for you. All right. I, I hear a lot of people saying we're setting ourselves up for a major terrorist attack in the United yeah, States. Are. Okay. In the United States, an internal attack. Um, does it happen before the election, Bill? Absolutely. I, I Look, there's a lot of things in play right now. We have, yes, we have illegals here, and maybe some people are truly coming here to to come to the American dream. My friends, if you speak English and you're listening to this program, the American dream left this country a long damn time ago. It is gone. We've squandered it. We've, it's gone away. Uh, we had a chance to get it back when Trump was in office, but you know, apparently we didn't have our minds, proper minds, and we voted Biden in. Oh. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I, I, it just I, makes me laugh when I hear that because that's what they they want you to believe that. You know, yeah. in the meantime, 80, 75 or eighty million people they voted for but, Trump, but no, they were they were beaten by a guy who didn't leave his basement. Yeah, you know, you see him out on the beach every other weekend because he's on vacation again. But if you go on vacation, you can't do that. You got work well, to do. He he gave heck to the uh, the house a couple of yes. days ago, and you know where he is now? On the beach in Delaware. Like a whale. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a beached whale on the Delaware. Yeah, this is ridiculous. But you yeah. know. You're asking if, uh, I don't know that Biden's, I think Biden's going to get the delegates and then they're going to do a flip-flop on their candidate. And we may not even get to the election because the Biden likes to do things by executive orders. Uh, he instructed the ATF to craft a gun control bill that uh, they want to get into place real quick that circumvents uh, the Second Amendment. And what it's wow. going to do is basically come in and, you know, we talked about yesterday and you saw it today where their insurance companies, you, uh, I need a policy on my house. Do you have guns? Well, yeah. How many well, well, do you have? What do you have? A perfect example of this, Bill, is that, do you remember he came out with a, a, a law uh, saying he was going uh, to forgive college loans? And then the Supreme Court said, no, no, you can't do that. That's illegal. That's unlawful. You cannot do that. So you know what Joe Biden did? He flipped him the fickled finger of fate, and he's still doing it. And he yeah, brags. He, he brags about it. Yeah, in, he just signs he, it away. Yeah, he's doing what no other president has done. The Democrats go, yeah, we're getting what we want. No, you're getting screwed, is what you're getting. But with the gun thing, what they are going to do, you know, aside the other thing I mentioned, is they're passing a 1,300-page piece of legislation signed away by Biden that will change the way the gun laws work. So when you go in for a background check, there's no way in hell you're going to be able to pass it, which means we won't be selling guns. You might be have, having to give up your guns. And so, yeah, they want to inventory, collect them, because, yeah, the insurance companies are going to do the 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 dirty work of the Biden administration when you renew your insurance. Do you have guns? Because you got to have insurance. You can't have insurance if you got guns. Yeah, unless you put them on the list. And then once they're on the list, are they registered? Now, listen. Uh, have you got a background check If you them? give your guns away, they're trying to tell you you're going to live in a safer world. But I want to read you something, okay? We oh, told the, you about uh, in New York, right? We told yeah. you about these uh, Venezuelan gangs. Uh, four illegal aliens living in a migrant shelter in Chicago were arrested and charged for robbing and strangling a man in the uh, pink line, I guess that's, uh, I'm not familiar with it. I guess it's uh, one of the trains uh, right. on Saturday. According to police, the four illegals identified as Fernando Loyo Rodriguez, 22. <clears throat> Excuse me. I get choked up reading this. Fernando Loyo Rodriguez, 22. Wilker Gutierrez Sierra, 21. Carlos Carreno Carreno, 20. And 18-year-old Yanir Gusamacara Garcia, attacked and robbed a 48-year-old passenger near the Costner Station on Saturday afternoon. Uh, four men living in a migrant shelter in, in Chicago figured, hey, it's Saturday afternoon, we got nothing better to do. Let's go beat the living daylights. By the way, they say they strangled him, but I don't think they killed him. I just mm -hmm. think they strangled him and took his uh, possessions. Uh, and uh, these guys then scurried back to the... Their migrant shelter, where they were fed, given uh, three hots and a cot, and probably given a nice uh, credit card. If they were in New York, they would have gotten a $10,000 one, based upon what Bill told us. So, uh, I mean, this is, this is the world we're living in now. They've made cities like Chicago and New York and L.A. and Pittsburgh and Philadelphia less safe. I, I, yeah. I don't know about you, Bill. I have no interest ever in going to a big city anymore. I mean, I just don't I think it's safe. I don't. I mean, you know, I'm looking at a movie, and I don't know where the hell to move. I, I really don't because, you know, prices are astronomical. I can get a deal right now in New York, but I sure as hell don't want to go to New York. Right. Uh, and it, it, it's crazy out there. But, you know, kind of, well, I'll, I'll do the gun thing another time, but uh, I will tell you this. Why are they doing all these measures on the guns? And asking about, well, do you have guns? Don't they have those records? Actually, they don't. 
that when you buy a gun, mm-hmm. you go to a, a gun shop right. and you fill out the form and the paperwork. Sure. They call in and they do a background check. That's all the government has is that you did a background check. They don't know. They don't have the receipts. They don't have anything to that gun purchase. And the actual file work on the paperwork on the gun and its serial number is kept by the gun shop filed away. That's why they go and investigate those guys. And they go through a couple of, they go, oh, you made a mistake on this. And they get fined for that. Now, if they go out of business or lose that paperwork, guess what? It is hard for the government to go and track every single What's to stop gun. the government from requiring the gun stores to, to turn over all of their files on all of their customers? Well, I guess they could. They haven't. And I think it's they know they're not going to get everything because, okay, I buy a gun, a gun at uh, Shop A and they got the paperwork on mm-hmm. it. And I go, one day I'm hard up for money or something, or somebody goes, I really like that gun. Well, let's go down to gun shop B. We'll do the paperwork and the transfer right there. It's now transferred. And all I have to do is say, yeah, I took that gun and I sold it over here or I sold it over there. They do have a mess on their hand that way. They don't know what you have and who has what, even though you may have passed that background check and got it. You know, what amazes me, Bill, is that they are so desperate to take our guns, yet most of the crime is is done by criminals who have illegal weapons. They're they're not registered in the first place. You know, the people who have the guns legally, for the most part, there are some exceptions, but they're few and far between. But the people who have their guns legally are legal people who are they're going hunting, they're going target mm-hmm. shooting. They're, it's a hobby, and they maintain them, you know? Well, what if you, what if you have a classic Colt or something, you know, a classic gun? It's just a display piece. Right. Yeah, I can fire, but, you know, they're going to they're gonna stop everybody from everything. And as far as what I just explained, they created that mess. And, you know, I, I, think, I think originally it was pretty well easy to follow and keep up with but they've they've mismanaged it misaligned it and it's it's a mess but it's an infringement on our second amendment rights and they are going to circumvent it to get gun control going um we played this bill um a couple of uh, maybe two or three days ago but i just read this morning where uh suddenly they're starting somebody's starting to remove this from the internet. It's a Tucker Carlson four minute uh, piece on uh, migrants and the invasion in the United States. And I I think it's worth listening to again before it's gone. So you might want to pay attention, folks. This is Tucker and this is uh, being removed as we speak from the internet. The story of history is the story of invasions. One group of people moving into someone else's land and taking it. One nation ends, another begins. Invasions drive history. Few Americans understand this is happening to them right now. The United States of America is being invaded. For the love of God, this is a damn invasion. Who is allowing this? They invaded our privacy. I think it's an invasion of the country. In other words, it's ending. The country you grew up in no longer exists soon will be unrecognizable. No one is fighting back. Few are even acknowledging it. And the people who lead us are letting it happen. Why are our leaders letting this happen? Well, to destroy the country and to change the demographics. Who lives here determines what the country is like. This country is changing faster than you may understand. Americans are being replaced. That's not a conspiracy theory, it's a fact. In August of 2023, illegal immigration outpaced American births, a brand new population. Last year alone, over 3 million people came here illegally just over our southern border. The media won't tell you it's happening, but if you look around, you can see it, and you can see it most clearly in our cities, which are collapsing. We elect people to protect us. That's what politicians are paid to do. But they've done the opposite. They've sold us out and they've crushed what our ancestors built. Take a look at our cities. They're hellish and immigration is the reason. The city of Chicago was in tough shape even before Joe Biden opened the border. 
parts of it are basically uninhabitable. Even the socialist mayor of Chicago says the city is breaking under the strain. Without real significant um, investment from our federal government, it won't just be the city of Chicago that won't be able to maintain this mission. It's the entire country that is now at stake. The Illinois Chicago's politicians may complain about illegal immigration in public, but in private, they're paying for it with your money. They're spending more on illegal aliens than on their own citizens. They're doing this secretly. They're hiding it from the public. Our team uncovered a shadow terminal, for example, inside Chicago O'Hare Airport. Hundreds of migrants were being hidden there secretly. Our team pulled up with cameras rolling, and at first we didn't see much. The city erected a black tarp to hide what was going on. The motive was simple. They didn't want us to see it. And a third-party security group paid for with your tax dollars told us that was prohibited. We weren't allowed to see. What are you doing? I want to look inside. For what? For what? They weren't local or federal law enforcement, so we ignored them. They had no authority. They were rent-a-cops. Inside, our team found more than 100 beds on the floor. The smell was overpowering, repulsive. It was filthy. But it's not just airport terminals that have been given over to people who've come here illegally from the poorest countries in the world without permission, criminally, and yet being supported in every detail of their lives by taxpayers. No, even police stations in Chicago have been turned into refugee camps. This is new video never seen before of what's actually happening inside Chicago's police stations. Keep in mind, the people who work in those police stations are paid to protect you, but that's not what they're doing. They're running refugee camps for illegal aliens. As our cameramen approached the Chicago police precinct in the city's downtown to see what was happening inside, you see people come out, illegal aliens, shooting in the middle finger and yelling. They didn't hide their hostility. Many other illegals have been pushed into poorer, predominantly black neighborhoods on the south side. We went there. We spoke to someone who has lived on the south side of Chicago virtually his entire life. He's enraged by how the city has fallen apart under its sanctuary city policy. Andre Smith, CEO of Chicago Against Violence. I don't know the count, but I know that the readiness, the language of sanctuary city, state, and county should have had a plan, but it led to a massive destruction. I have seen almost the worst of the worst in Chicago, but seeing this migrant crisis devastating thing that I ever seen. You live in America, the place you grew up, the place you'd like to see your children grow up in much the way that you did. But that won't be possible because of the single greatest sellout in our history. Hundreds of years of America eliminated by an invasion that our leaders made possible. You should know that. That uh, was interesting. The community leader in Chicago said he's lived there all of his life. He said this uh, current migrant situation is the single most devastating thing he has ever seen in his yeah. city. Uh, and, and they're just letting it happen. And Bill, I, they're with all due respect, hey, you don't see it happening, happening in uh, cities that, being, that are being run by Republicans. You may not like Republicans, but they don't seem to have this problem. It seems to be in democratically run cities. But Democrats feel that way. They want to, if they don't like what you're saying, they want to take it down. Just like that, that, that audio there, that, the, the video, the audio, they want it gone. They're swiping, you know, they're taking it off the Internet, and they just want rid of it. They, they only want to hear their truth and nobody yeah. else's truth. And I'm going, well, it's a good thing we have it. We can play it from time to time. But, you know, then I, I was thinking while I was playing, you know, they're wiping out the Internet. You know, and we leave our devices on, and they can probably turn them on. And, they can, Or yeah. don't even have, you know, but you have an Internet connection. Mm-hmm. You know, you almost need to have a kill switch on the Internet connection to kill the switch to your computers. Because if you've got information on there, what's to say they can't go in and, you know, send a little spider bot to go in there and go, yep, there's that, it's gone. Or, ooh, yeah. there's information we need. Let's take that and run it back to our nest. And, you know. Supposedly, they can turn your computer on without turning your monitor on. Huh? Think about that for a second. Supposedly, they can activate your, your computer. I've gone over to my computer many times, and actually, I turn my computers off 
completely when I finish my work. Still doesn't do it because you've still con- got the internet connection. I've gone over to the, uh, the my desk um, hours later and found one of my computers on. I mean, the screen is off, you know, because it's it's sleeping. The yeah. screen is sleeping, but I've found the computer working. What some, uh, and it would be easy to do, there's what, five wires in a computer cable, maybe four, five, six at the most. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get a toggle switch, a kill switch. You put it in a box, no current to it, you know, off, on. You got internet, you don't have internet, and that's that. And it would have to jump the switch. And maybe that's maybe that's what you have to do. Maybe that's a possibility, too. I, I don't put anything past these people. You know, he used to figure at $3 million last year, and I smiled because uh, Trump is saying at his rallies more like $17 million. Mm-hmm. 18 million, and I think Trump's figures are more accurate. And I do think, and those are the figures they're talking about. Uh, you don't get the figures on the people who escape without uh, being captured, the gotaways. Those people, they could be twice the number. I mean, yeah. we have we, we are being swamped by strangers. Well, you know, and, and again, you know, I talked about, you know, they're, they're doing the, uh, the, the cost of immigration going up the green card. They're giving them the money so that they can afford to become a naturalized legal citizen, you know, just by the wave of a wand and the 1140 bucks that they're giving them to pay. And then they're set, they set it up for what they call, well, we're, we're making it efficient. And it kind of threw up a flag for me. With electronic filing for this. Oh, electronic filing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's like electronic voting. My gosh. Ah, yeah. Amazing. It, it'll, so, be you so, know, it'll be so honest, folks. Trust us. Say, we're here from the no, government, and we're here to help. These guys, these, they're no longer illegal. They're, they're truly uh, citizens. The immigration problem is gone. There are no illegal immigrants. And they have their own money to buy their citizenship, and they vote. And you know what? They're Biden supporters. Foreign people came here to vote for Biden, yeah. you know, because they saw what a great he's job such he's a, doing. Oh, he's such Biden is such a winner. I, I was always you. taught that you had to go through a whole long, lengthy, lengthy process to be an American citizen and to you vote. You don't even have to speak the language. All you language, have to do know is the Constitution. You have to come across the border with your hands up and say, "I'm here because I want to be an American," and that's all you have yeah. to do. That's the only English you need. And, yeah, do you know the 13 original colonies? No, Uh, don't worry about it. Brazil? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Lithuania? Mexico. (laughs) Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Hey, and by the way, you know, we mentioned this before, but it's uh, worth mentioning again that uh, there's a new report that uh, charges that there might be 2 million terrorists who have uh, gained access to the United States and are inside the borders right now. 2 million who have come across the border, who have smiled and said, I'm here for a better America, you know, and then they've come across and they've uh, met up and they've, uh, they've, they're starting to do their plans as we speak, you know, and they don't talk. a major army that's here. Yeah, and they don't talk about things like the the Kansas City shooting. They're saying, oh, those are a couple of kids, you know, they had a dispute and they fired the weapon and that was not, but we're not going to tell you their names or where they're from or uh, any of that stuff. It's a, it's a secret. Now, if if you did it, we'd tell the world that you did it. But these people, uh, we're not going to mention who they are or where they're from, because that mm-hmm. wouldn't look good for us. I, I'm I'm sorry, folks. This this things like the Kansas City shooting that we should know everything about it. We, we you know that was a shooting on a beautiful sunny day in a beautiful American city, celebrating a great victory by a wonderful football team. Everybody was supposed to be happy. There was never supposed to be any problems. We all thought, because it was a big public event, that the place would be packed with security, that there would be more security there than people. But apparently that wasn't the case. Someone fell down on the job, and some of these kids smuggled in weapons and shot innocent people, killed one of them, a, a person, a young lady who worked in our business, who worked in broadcasting. She yeah. was uh, she was there just enjoying the celebration, and it was the last day of her life. And we deserve to know who these. I don't care about them being juveniles. If mm. they're illegals and they're juveniles, I want to know who the hell they are. We have a right to know, but nope, they, they're they're protecting them, friends. They're sheltering yeah. the little 
the little creeps that did this, and by the way, you don't know whether they are actually there on an assignment by a gang or by a terrorist group. You don't know that because they're yeah. not telling you anything. A couple of other things in the news. Elizabeth Warren, she's, she's oh, confused as yeah. to why Americans, uh, they miss the Trump economy. She yeah. doesn't get it. I she, don't get that. She yeah. just yeah. doesn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? Don't be surprised if you don't see a run at the grocery stores. We saw oh, it before this with is, the pandemic. This is scary, Bill. Yeah, because a major uh, CEO from a major supplier for the stores says it's going to happen. They've been trying to hold back the prices, keep them down. And within as little as a week, you're going to see major jumps in uh, the grocery stores on all the staples that you need, oh. orange juice and things like that, are going to go up. Probably meats. Not everything is going to go up. Some they can keep down. They've negotiated. But um, a lot of the stuff that you want and buy and what that is, I only know about the orange juice, um, is going to go up exponentially. And I, get ready for speaking it. Speaking of groceries, I, I read an article, and I'm trying to find it, but I'll, I'll just paraphrase what I read. Apparently, uh, is it General Foods, Quaker Oats, mm -hmm. Quaker Oats and Cheerios? Uh, they found some kind of a chemical in it that's causing an issue with people. Um, I, I'm not. I haven't got. I can't find the. Maybe you can find it while I'm talking well, about it, uh, or unless you I'll read look. about it. Well, I, I I know what you're talking about. I also know that uh, don't drink wine because there's a chemical in all the California grapes that is got into the wine so if it's uh california wine yeah bag it forget it get rid of it it's uh it's contaminated but let me find the, the quicker well, while you're why talking. in the name of heaven are they uh, messing around with things like cereal right quaker oats cheerios these are cereals that have been around forever they have been staples people love their cheerios they love their quaker oats you would think there's no reason in the world why they should be messing around with this stuff. Well, here you go. Okay. Uh, Quaker Oats Company today announced to recall or the recall of specific granola bars and granola cereals listed below because they have the potential of being contaminated with salmonella. Oh, really? Is that what that wasn't the article I read? The one I that's interesting, Bill. I didn't read that, but the one I read was. Uh, uh, about the cereal Cheerios and Quaker Oats, and they had a, chem yeah. a chemical in it, and um, it was causing an issue. But that's another thing well, you have to worry about. Well, may, may, maybe the, maybe they're using that as the reason, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're saying salmonella, which uh, makes you wonder, um, because it says the issue to recall in late 2023 and uh, recall in 2024 due to a risk of contamination of salmonella. Which, you know, how did that get in there? Are they by, you know, is there, is there waste that is going by their plants or in their water, you know, that is uh, getting into the product? Um, I don't know, but either way, that it's bad news for... Here's what I found, Bill. It's, this is from Fox Business, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, a pesticide, a pesticide linked to reproductive and developmental issues in animals was found in oat-based foods sold in the U.S., including under major brands like Cheerios and Quaker Oats, according to recent peer-reviewed uh, peer study. Think about that. Uh, it's called Clomaquat, was detected in 80% oh, yeah, of that's people. that's an insecticide. Yeah, yep, that, that's... tested in three geographical regions of the U.S. between 2017 and 2023, according to this study. So uh, well, <laughs> so they've got two problems. Number one, they got salmonella, which will tear up your intestines and yep. give you diarrhea. And number two, they've got an insecticide, which will tear up all your organs and sure. give you diarrhea and vomiting too. So you know what? Uh, talk about a natural diuretic. Uh, there you go. Uh, Quaker. Um, and, and, you know, that's sad because that was a great company, but... <laughs> You know, you, you got to be beware of what you buy anymore. So I would stay away from anything that's got uh, oats in it because obviously uh, they're not the only ones that use it. Well, you just got to wonder. Uh, we see a video last week 
of Russian grocery store, a Russian grocery store, and it looks so good and clean and everything seems packaged properly. And even the left media acknowledged that is true, that we have been misled and maybe it's time to, you know, let let us know. So we have been under this ruse that everything's better in America and it's not. Well, and Biden's uh, telling us how great it well, is. We're, we're finding out that and I, we keep going back to this piece. It's, and by the way, we've had people criticize us for mentioning this. But there have been over 100 food processing plants, many of them in the United States who, that have been destroyed mm-hmm. in the last year and a half or, or have had major fires and crippled them. If they weren't totally destroyed, they were crippled. And we're not supposed to talk about that. And boy, this crappy media that we have right now, this lousy news organization that uh, is run. They don't tell you about this stuff. They're not going to because they are the propaganda machine. That's why I'm saying that, uh, you know, some of the things I saw that all Biden's doing, he's a placeholder right now, going to get the delegates, and then they're going to figure out who they're going to replace him in as the nominee. Once they get everything in place, the delegates, then it's not going to matter with the primaries. They can say, we're set to go, and Newsom's our man. Uh, Michelle's our man. Um, you know, Kamala's our person. I, whatever it is, that's what they're going to do, and they're going to run with it. And, you know, poor Nikki, she thinks that she's going to be uh, one of two women that are running for it. Yeah. And I, I got news for her. Nobody wants you, Nikki. And that's just that. If, if it's going to be two woman, women, you're not one of them. Well, I think as of this uh, coming weekend in the primary in South Carolina, I think she's going to lose, and when she does, uh, she'll the money will dry up, and she'll probably be forced to uh, to back out. Now if I it hear doesn't them, dry but up. Now that I, tell you something. Now, now I hear them saying, "Well, she's probably going to be the vice president, Trump's vice president." That would be the biggest mistake he's made in years. Well, will the Republican Party? You know, now, see, it, it made me think another thing. You know, the Republicans are, are rallying around Trump, you know, and I don't trust any politician anymore. No, neither do so I. <laughs> with, with them going, you know, let the American constituents go ahead and get the delegates for Trump. And then when push come to shove, they want someone else in place or something happens to trip Trump up. And they go, well, we got to replace our candidate. We've got our delegates now. Hmm. You know, I mean, if they're talking about that on the Democrat side, could this whole political thing be a ruse for both sides, who who the candidates You know, when I was listening to the Albanian president, president uh, uh, I guess he's prime minister, Eddie Rama, talking uh, a few minutes ago, he said uh, uh, essentially what he said was uh, American politics aside, uh, um, the U.S. is kind of a special place. There's, he said there's American politics and its problems, but then there's the United States, and it's kind of a special place. He was able to look at our country, thank God, and separate the cruddy, lousy uh, uh, political environment right now with the America of uh, the past and the America of the present. We are still a great country with terrific resources and a wonderful future if they don't get us into a war. Well, people want the assets of this country. And, you know, whether it's for the war machine or for energy, you know, uranium kind of runs rampant around here. I think, where is it, South Dakota, something, somewhere. Oh, we got over. tons of different, uh, oh, we got tons of different minerals. We got more oil than, uh, yeah, they say, earth. any other country. It's yeah, cleaner. Uh, what do they call it, raw earth minerals or stuff uh, like rare that? Rare earth. Which, it's called rare, rare earth. earth which, yeah, yeah they, got, they got a ton of that yep. in Australia. We have it here. China is going for it. Our stealth jets right now. The material they use is is the the rare earth minerals, and now ironically, down under the land down under has an abundant supply. China's trying to negotiate with them to get it, because they are the other big source. Yeah. But Australia doesn't want to go with them; they want to go with us, and we have it. But we've been a little bit slow to the punch to get that going, but we're doing it now. 
Well, we, we have the resources. We People have want our resources. We have talked, and uh, we could probably talk for another show right now, but uh, we've run out of time. If you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at jimandbill.com and jimandbill at mail.com. And uh, do we have any other dot-coms? I think you've dot-commed us out of here, my friend. I think we're, we're, we're all dot-commed out. But we, we dotted our comms. Okay. We do have one thing that we haven't done yet. Uh, I would think it is hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?